The Community Service Society, fighting poverty, strengthening New York. Okay, mi nombre es Ramón Santana. Tengo edad 67 años, 67 years. Ramon Santana is looking and feeling great these days. He says it's all thanks to a community health worker named Violetta and what he calls the program. I was fortunate to come across the program because I was really sick. I spent 10 days at the hospital. When I left the hospital, waiting for me at home was Violeta Alvarado, who was speaking with my wife. She told me there was a program that could be good for me. Ramon had diabetes, was overweight, and walked with a cane. His wife was not much different. But Ramon says he was lucky because a new health outreach project had started in his public housing complex in East Harlem and was looking to help people just like him. In the program, I learned what I never knew before. I learned how to eat well. I learned how to exercise, which I wasn't doing before. I learned how to take care of myself better because I wasn't taking care of myself before. And you can see the results. I weighed 192 pounds, then I dropped to 162 pounds in the program. And now he doesn't even need the cane. His wife also lost weight and was able to stop taking insulin for her diabetes. It's been a momentous change for Ramon. How does it feel? ¿Cómo se siente? Bien de bien. Welcome to the Fighting Poverty, Strengthening New York podcast from the Community Service Society. I'm your host, Jeff Jones. This month, we are exploring an innovative program that is trying to address a community's health care needs by any means necessary. The Harlem Health Advocacy Partners, or HAP, is organized by the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene's Center for Health Equity, and it does a lot more than just help people eat right and exercise. In this episode, we'll meet Umu Kebi, a 51-year-old woman who struggled after suffering a stroke, but with the help of CSS health advocate Katie Earle and others at the HAP program, she now feels like she's getting a handle on life. We will hear from Linda Garcia, who came home after a surgery to find a mounting pile of medical debt with no idea how it happened or what to do. And we end the podcast taking a stroll on a late summer morning around the Harlem Mirror in Central Park with nearly 200 East Harlem residents. But first, I spoke with David Jones, CSS president and CEO, about how CSS became involved in the Harlem Health Advocacy Partners. I asked about why CSS works in healthcare to begin with. Healthcare happens to be one of those critical measures. It's like housing, it's like food, but it's a critical determinant of whether you can get enough resources together to get your, you and your family moving. CSS has been working to improve the health of low-income New Yorkers right from its founding, more than 170 years ago. Our efforts to create the first new law tenement, we actually built the prototype, improve conditions of sanitation and air and light, which were seen to have a direct impact on things particularly uh, like tuberculosis. Then the question of keeping everyone clean. If you don't have public bathrooms or private bathrooms in a, an apartment, uh, no way to get clean, um, you know, a good way to, to spread cholera. So we created the first public baths, which were replicated ultimately as city projects. Uh, we then worked with serving uh, populations that were sort of off the mainstream. We were the first to create clinics in, for the Chinese community coming in. 
first to create clinics uh, for the black community in, in Harlem and elsewhere. This sort of evolving understanding that first we're going to try to preserve the city by not having uh, wave after wave of epidemics hit, but then recognizing that the best way to keep people fully employed and productive was to provide basic health care. And that strand of our work has remained consistent over all these years. In fact, our focus on helping New Yorkers access health care has only grown in the last few years, to the point that we now help almost 100,000 New Yorkers every year with things like enrolling in health coverage and getting the health services they need. Our part in the Harlem Health Advocacy Partners is just a continuation of that work. All right, so before we meet Umu and Linda, it's important to understand how the Harlem Health Advocacy Partners program works, to understand the theory behind the program, and to learn who these partners are. So I met up with... Dr. Noel Manyendo. I am the Assistant Commissioner for the Eastern Central Harlem District Public Health Offices. Dr. Manyendo supervises a number of programs, including HAP. So HAP is the, the Harlem Health Advocacy Partners Program. It's a community health worker program that was launched in 2015 uh, by the New York City Department of Health uh, through our Center for Health Equity. The objective of the program is to is twofold objective. One is to improve the health of adults with asthma, hypertension, and diabetes who reside in five NYCHA houses um, in East Harlem. And the second piece of this is to demonstrate the efficacy of community health work uh, and community-based health care so that these can become a sustainable, reimbursable part of the medical care delivery system. So I wanted to know, why there? Why East Harlem? Uh, where a person lives can be a very powerful indicator, a very powerful driver of either health or good health or, or poorer health. Uh, we know that the uh, life expectancy, for instance, of people in East Harlem is 4 to 11 years uh, uh, shorter than folks than the, than the average uh, life expectancy for Manhattan more broadly. Uh, we also know that the diabetes rate in East Harlem is 13% um, compared to 3% for other neighborhoods in Manhattan. So we do, we do recognize that there are, and there's many other examples, like the number, the, num- the highest hospitalization rate for mental health uh, in, the, in New York City is actually in East Harlem. Literally the, the border of 96th Street uh, between uh, the Upper East Side and East Harlem and literally is the borderline between um, dramatically worse health outcomes. Before the program got started, they had a needs assessment done by one of the Harlem Health Advocacy Partners, the NYU CUNY Prevention Research Center. It showed that not only were health outcomes worse in East Harlem, but there were clear hotspots in the public housing developments. So they partnered with NYCHA, the New York City Housing Authority, to bring community health workers to this population. But wait, what exactly is a community health worker, or CHW for short? So CHWs are members of the community who are trained uh, to recognize the needs and to facilitate, facilitate the access uh, of, to social and health-related services for members of their own community. Uh, these are, in some instances, people with some type of background in health and maybe sometimes not, uh, but they have a cultivated interest and a desire to, to support individuals uh, who need this type of assistance in their neighborhoods. CHWs live in the community and can both understand where the residents are coming from and be more trusted by those who need some help. The HAP program is not the first to use CHWs, but in many cases, a community health worker comes into a person's life only after they've gone to a clinic or a hospital with a medical issue. 
The HAP program wanted to go where the need was and to reach out to those who may not have sought help or who need guidance on how to access health services. The Community Service Society became a partner with HAP to provide health advocates that assist people in registering for health insurance and deal with insurance issues, as well as work with the CHWs to connect clients to other services that will improve their health. Since it's a new program, Dr. Menyendo only has data on outcomes for the first six months, but they are looking good. They've enrolled over 570 individuals into health coaching. It has also negotiated over 700 health insurance case navigation cases and engaged over 800 community residents in uh, group wellness activities. In terms of physical activity, six months after enrollment, the number of occasions that HR participants exercised in the past 14 days, which is one of the measures, in, uh, rose 30% compared to a rise of 10% in the comparison group. I wanted to see all this in practice, so I took the six train up to East Harlem to meet CSS health advocate Katie Earle. We are just at the corner of 115th Street and Madison Avenue in East Harlem at Taft Houses. Senator Robert A. Taft Houses, a New York City Housing Authority um, development. We're here to meet Umu Kebi, an HAP program participant that Katie has been working with for a while. We walk into the tall brown brick building and make our way to her apartment. Umu's two-bedroom apartment is home to her two daughters, her son, her four-year-old granddaughter, and her aunt Modu, who is currently undergoing chemotherapy. It's crowded, and a full-size bed takes up most of the living room. Umu had been the sole income provider for her family until recently. In 2014, I got sick. I woke up one morning, one Friday morning. I can't feel my hand. I can't feel my left and my right foot. I went to the hospital and I said I have stroke. The stroke made her not only unable to work, but it left her with significant medical bills that she couldn't afford to pay. Well, that time when I came from the hospital, I was so miserable. My medication, the, how to get them. I don't have money. I don't have nothing. Then she got a phone call. The Harlem Health Advocacy Partners were conducting a health survey of her NYCHA development, looking for people in need. Umu explained her situation to the woman on the phone. And she said, oh, okay, I'm coming to visit you. When can I come? I said, anytime you're ready, I'm home, I'm not going nowhere. And so Umu started working with a community health worker and with CSS health advocate Katie Earle, who began looking into her medical bills. She had outstanding debt of like $17,000. Um, so we were able to get those bills reduced and pay them... Um, through the New York Times Neediest Cases. CSS is a recipient of monies from the New York Times Neediest Cases Fund, which goes to help people like Umu solve a financial difficulty. You can learn more about it at cssny.org slash neediestcases. And Katie's help for Umu didn't end there. Being healthy, managing life after her stroke and her high blood pressure means more than just getting some bills paid. She also at some point needed to change her primary care provider, so I helped her with that. She found a new cardiologist. Um, we got her connected with that cardiologist, um, made sure that he accepted her insurance. Um, we also were able to get her a referral to the Little Sisters of the Assumption, which is a community organization in East Harlem, um, because not everyone in her home had beds. They were sleeping on mattresses in the floor, and so they were able to access some beds for her. They also have been helping her with um, issues of pest control. And the list the goes home. on and on. Katie helped Umu's Aunt Modu get a walker, 
worked with her daughter to try to get her food stamps reinstated, and Katie connected Umu and her family to food pantries and other charities because they frequently did not have enough to eat. Umu, who's originally from Sierra Leone, has lived in the U.S. for over 25 years, but she's not a citizen and must renew her temporary protected immigration status each year. This year, she didn't have the money to renew her status, so Katie jumped in. We were up against a deadline, um, so we applied to New York Times Media to get the funds to renew her temporary protected status, um, which we were able to do, because uh, if she had lost her status, she would have lost her health insurance, and she has a lot of health uh, needs, and that would have been a real disaster. Katie is there for Umu, and that's the point of the program. It's not just to do with health care, it's to do with the health of our participants. So um, Umu suffers from high blood pressure, um, and so everything to do with her life that brings her stress is sort of to do, it has a direct impact on her health. Um, and also, her, I mean, I think when you, when you have a family, when you live everyone in the same, in the same place together, everyone impacts, everyone's happiness, everyone's health, everyone's, um, comfort impacts one another. So it's really, um... I've seen a change in Umu over the past year or year and a half that we've been working with her where she feels like things are possible, whereas I feel like when we first met her, things, she felt really, her energy was a lot more downtrodden. She didn't really, I didn't get the impression that she thought that things would ever sort of pick up. Yeah, make me feel healthy and better, make me feel good, make me feel that so I have somebody in my corner that like us, love us, care about us, care about our health. And trying to make us feel better. They opened they open a door, the door for me that I thought that it was going to be possible for me, but now everything is possible. But if I didn't meet Katie, I thank God for, for meeting these people, they, they helped me a lot. Just down the street at the Clinton Houses development, I meet up with another CSS health advocate, Alini Dufonseca, <laughs> and Brenda Badillo, a community health worker with the HAP program. We're going to visit Linda Garcia, a client they've been working with for the past couple of years. We're greeted at the door by Linda's two small chihuahuas. Linda is all smiles and kisses each one of us on the cheek on the way in. Her apartment is immaculate. Linda found out about the Harlem Health Advocacy Partners after meeting a community health worker who had begun working in her building. She suffers from asthma and high blood pressure and was happy to get some help controlling those. Then her community health worker learned about Linda's medical bills and contacted Alini. I went on a home visit with her um, and it was supposed to be a half hour home visit. It turned into two hours uh, where we... Uh, started off by getting her Medicaid and then just started figuring out all her medical bills. She was definitely stressed out. She was very stressed out um, and she really didn't know, like many people, she didn't know what her rights were. She didn't know what her rights were around financial assistance. She didn't know she could have Medicaid as a secondary. She didn't really know um, uh, how to negotiate any medical debt. I was stressed. I was so stressed. I was crying. I didn't know where I was going to get the money from. So Eleni went to work. She started with Linda's largest outstanding bill that she had received due to unknowingly seeing a doctor who was out of network. So, I mean, just for that one bill, because she had probably about 10 different bills. 
Um, so for just that one bill, I had to call Blue Cross, and then I had to call the doctor, and then the doctor's billing office was in New Jersey, so I had to call the doctor's billing office in New Jersey. Um, and then I uh, had to call Medicaid, um, and then I can't, I think there were a couple other phone calls in there just to figure out the out-of-network issue, like for just that one particular bill. The process to solve these issues can take weeks, even with skilled professionals like Alini taking them on. But just dealing with overdue bills is only fixing part of the problem. And then we moved forward in finding other doctors for her to see because her doctors didn't take both the Blue Cross and the Medicaid, right? So we were like, then once we got that covered, we then started, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We started coordinating her care better so that she could use both of her uh, insurances at the time. And by coordinating her care, it should mean an end to those surprise bills. And with the financial stress out of the way, Linda has taken full advantage of the HAP program. And while she says she's still a little sick, she's definitely feeling better. They've given me 100% because I didn't know how to treat asthma. They taught me, educated me about how to treat asthma. They taught me how to take care of my high blood pressure and how to eat well. I didn't know how to eat well. I ate like all junk food. The whole program is excellent. It will change your life, and it will motivate you to learn how to take care of your health. These one-on-one -on -one visits are only part of the work of the Harlem Health Advocacy Partners. They also regularly host presentations on important health care and health insurance subjects. They organize tours of local farmers markets to help encourage healthy eating. And at each of the five public housing developments where they work, they have formed walking groups to get their clients up and moving on a regular basis. The first of these walking groups was started just over a year ago, and to celebrate the anniversary, the HAP program held what they called a walkathon in the northeast corner of Central Park, and invited all the groups and all the program participants to come walk together. It was a cloudy and cool late summer morning, and as I approached the corner of 5th Avenue and 110th Street, there's a sea of people in yellow hats and blue shirts, all with the words Harlem Health Advocacy Partners printed across the front. They're crowding the entrance to the park. The event organizers originally expected to get 30 or 40 people to sign up for this event, but in the end, over 200 registered. Health advocates Katie and Alini, along with CHW Brenda, are helping to sign people in and get them their t-shirts and hats. And groups are heading off to walk around the small lake called the Harlem Mirror. Ask Alini and Brenda how many people have showed up so far. No clue. No clue. Probably, you want to say like 60, 70? Really? Is it more? I don't know. It's like all a blur at this moment. Because we have new, new people also, right? Yeah, we have a lot of new people that just walked by and wanted to register as well, so we're getting them in. So We had a nice, we had a, a woman yesterday come in and register. She was 93. So we have like three-year-olds to 93-year-olds walking, which is really cool. So. The route is about a mile long, and as each group completes the loop, there are cheers and claps from the staff and other participants. Ramon Santana is here. He has already done a loop, but is thinking about doing another. Umukebi, along with her Aunt Modu, are also here, pushing their walkers slowly down the path from the entrance. Umu says Modu had to convince her to come. So she said, let's go. I said, no, I'm not going. I'm tired. She said, let's go. The promise Katie said, we're going to go. I said, okay, let's go. I was get tired getting up. 
Well, when I wake up and went in the I wash up, wash my face, I say, okay, I'm ready to go. Uma's not sure she's going to make it all the way around the lake, but she says she'll go as far as she can. Back at the finish line, the majority of walkers have returned. The walking group from Johnson Houses gathers to take a picture. One, two, three, It's clear there's some real pride here. Many of the people I talk to tell me about feeling healthier, losing weight, and eating better because of the time they have spent with the Harlem Health Advocacy Partners, not to mention the new friends they made in their walking groups. As the crowd begins to thin and people head home, I see Umu and her Aunt Modu make the final turn around the mirror and head to the finish. She's tired and she tells me she questioned whether she could do the whole thing. Can we finish it or we just go halfway? Can we finish it? I say, okay, you know what? Let's just go finish it. We started, we should finish it. I have to finish it. I don't, I don't care how long it takes me. She smiles when I ask her if she's ready to go around the loop again. If they ask me to go back for $1,000, I would say, no, take your money. I don't want it. <laughs> Umu laughs and heads to the finish. Umu normally doesn't walk much outside of her apartment, but today she walked close to a mile, along with nearly 200 other residents of East Harlem, who now have more options, information, and help with their health, thanks to the work of the Harlem Health Advocacy Partners. If you want to read more about this program, go to our website, www.cssny.org hhap. I want to thank CSS Health Initiative staff members Juan Pinzon and Amber Wilson, the Department of Health and Mental Hygiene Center for Health Equity, Lazar Cheshin and Michelle Weiss for their voiceover and translation work, and all the people I had a pleasure of speaking to on this episode. You can find more podcasts from us at cssny.org slash podcast, and you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And if you do, please rate us and comment, because that'll help other people find the show. Check back next month for our latest episode, and thanks for listening. <laughs>